I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. As the addicts recover from an early setback, is that a good result? Well, I guess we'll find out. Welcome to Charlton Live. So, hello, welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendes. Hope you're enjoying the bank holiday uh, weekend. On this week's show, we'll be looking back then at yesterday's one all draw uh, over at Adams Park with uh, Wickham Wanderers. The, uh, as I said, the Addicts uh, had a bit of an early setback as Mehmeti fired Wickham into a 14th minute lead, but we were back on level terms almost immediately uh, thanks to Jezrak Saki's second goal of his uh, loan spell. Um, from somewhere else. Uh, so joining me to have uh, that conversation and look back at that game is uh, Charlton Live stalwart, the grand old man of Charlton Live, Mr. Terry Smith. How are you doing, Tell? I'm good. Thanks, Louis. And yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. You uh, enjoyed yesterday? It was, it was a strange one, really, yeah, wasn't I did. it? Yeah, I, I think I did overall. <laughs> As you say, it's a strange one to work out, but yeah, no, I think I did. It, it was a lovely day for a start and uh, yeah. it uh, some of the football we played was good, So, uh, and we didn't lose. 
No, exactly. And I had a big, lovely German sausage from the car park beforehand as well. So it was a, yeah, an all-round... I mean, when you came in talking about big German sausage, I didn't know if it was like your pet name for somebody at first. Cause, <laughs> could could be prime. Nathan, actually, after he's been calling me cute all these weeks. But yeah, no, I grabbed one. I grabbed a... There's like a hot dog store in the car park. It's very nice. So right on the, today's show then, as I said, we'll look back at that game with Wickham. Uh, we're going to hear the highlights shortly. We're going to hear, of course, uh, the post-match reaction from Ben Garner. We've got your reaction as well, your tweets and your emails after the game. Uh, we'll look ahead to the midweek game in the Papa John's uh, the Pizza Trophy with Gillingham. Uh, discuss transfers uh, as well. So plenty to get our teeth into. So then tell, I mean, just before we hear the, the highlights of the game, yeah, I was... There were bits and pieces that were good yesterday, in the, but I don't, I, I don't know. I, I came away feeling a bit flat because I, I don't think there was enough of it. But I have to counter that with the fact it was a it's a Wickham side are a decent enough team at this level. Um, looked like they've started to turn the corner after a, a little bit of a shaky start. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that one yesterday, but my, my overriding feeling was a little bit flat. Yeah, and I, I, I'm wondering if that's because, um, and you're right, by the way, they, they are a good side. And um, I wonder if it's because I think both both sets of fans and I think players and managers probably feel the same because it was a game that was probably it was a game that was there to win for both sides. I think I think both sides had the opportunities to win, uh, and neither side did. So I think that's probably why you know some people might come away from there feeling a bit flat. I think because the opportunity was there, but I mean I think if you balance that a little bit with um, one, what happened last season uh, because they beat us up last season I mean 2-1 flattered us hugely I thought last season um, and in the end we could have nicked a, a point as well So um, and they did us twice I think their place and ours last season uh, and they got in the playoffs so they were clearly a good side and, and maybe there's a hangover, they were talking about it yesterday Wickham fans, that maybe there's a bit of a hangover from last season just missing out on the playoff final uh, which is why they might have started a little bit bad. Plus, they got injuries. I mean, they, they had Sam Bokes missing yesterday. It was, it was huge for them. So, I think there's a lot of reasons why, um, again, perhaps we thought we'd come away from there thinking, well, that was an opportunity missed. But, you know, to come back from a goal behind uh, after we'd started well as well, you know, I thought we were on top when they scored. Uh, so, to have the character to come back and equalise pretty much immediately within two minutes. Um, then we had to withstand a, a, a huge amount of pressure, I thought, after that. I thought they, they almost battered the door down, but we defended really well, I thought. Uh, and then uh, second half, I thought it, it was largely us. Uh, and again, they could have stolen it at the end as well. But yeah, so I get I get why you say that. But I come away thinking, you know, maybe last season, especially going to goal behind to a team like Wickham, we wouldn't have come back from that. And this season we did. So um, I think I think overall, I think that was a, it was a decent point. Excellent stuff. Right, well, let's have a listen then to the highlights uh, of the game. Uh, over on Charlton TV, uh, alongside Terry, was the uh, under-21s coach, uh, Danny Sender. I'll be Morgan with the corner, if anything, the HL statement ran a little bit too early, which really stalled the move. But uh, we had this corner, and it's Albie Morgan on the Charlton left-hand side with it, in front of the Alex fans. Ball, short one, into the penalty area, low, and so back out to Claire, into Rex, he takes a shot, oh! That couldn't have been far wide of Tritex right-hand post. Just wide for Charlton. First real chance of the game. Really well worked set play there. Started in this Wickham corner. Drilled in and it's uh, Woolacott with a punch away and a good punch as well into space. Wickham have the ball back on the halfway line with Gape. On the right-hand side is McCleary running into the channel, taking on Morgan. Drills the ball across and it's a finish coming in from Mimetti. And the home side have the lead on 13 minutes. 
ball cleared away by Willicott from the corner with a punch. Picked up by Gate. McCleary collected it on the right-hand side for Wickham. He drilled it across. Mehmeti met it on the run. And his shot left Willicott with no chance at all. Backwards to Kirk. Kirk brings it inside. Finds Morgan. Clayton back in the touchline. Finds Kirk on the left. He just timed his run well there, Kirk. Taking on Wheeler. Ball into the box behind everybody. Will it find Raksaki? It does. Takes it on his right. Finish! Yes. Oh, short of equalised! Immediately! Raksaki picked it up. Loose on the edge of the six-yard box. The composure the young man had to go one way, take it back on his right foot. The shot took a deflection. And left strike check with no chance at all. It's back at 1-1 within two minutes. There's the threat, Terry, that we spoke about on the outside of the pitch. Way more intensity, really good from Charlie Kirk. Puts it in a great area. And then the composure there shown from Raksaki to be able to chop his man. And then the finish, fantastic from the young man. The composure from that young man. When most people would have snatched at the left foot shot. He knew that uh, he had the beating of the player. Took it back on his right. I think that might have been Jakobsen that he beat. And drilled it just uh, takes his goal kick goes left to O'Connell asking Albie Morgan to come and get it O'Connell and he's uh, dumped to the floor by Gate who comes away with the ball referee says no foul and, uh, ball still in the box Scowen tries to get his shot away Wing I beg his pardon Wing chips it back across this time header comes in saved by Willicott the header from McCleary had taken a position at the far side of the penalty area waiting for that ball back was a pinpoint cross as well. He met it well. Willicott with a fine side. Very mobile McCleary looking to run into the channels. Charlton headed clear and out of play, but it's a quick throw into the box. And uh, Charlton need to be alive here. And uh, it was Mametti again in the penalty area. Charlton had to deal with it and put it away for the corner. But that quick throw catching the Addicts. Morgan sends Claire away on the right-hand side. In space as well. Claire instantly picks out Raksaki on the right. He's going to take on Jakobsen once more. Gets his uh, scuff shot, really. You can see what he was trying. But uh, the final shot was a little bit scuffed. I think he hit the ground just as he hit the ball. Going to run harmlessly into Strychek in the Wickham goalfield. Claire behind him's got to be really careful now. He's been booked. He goes to ground again, and again the referee ignores it. And Wickham had the ball in the penalty area. The shot comes in. Lovely block from O'Fraser. Picks it up on the edge of the area. Gets past his man. Ball to the far side. has gone past everybody. Kirk can pick it up for Charlton. Right edge of the penalty area. Ball back across. Stocker in header. Back across. Raksaki can't get there. He's cleared away. Only as far as Claire the shot Claire but it doesn't match the spectacular nature of his goal the other week and drifts away for a goal kick a couple of minutes but we've had three and a half of them and that is the whistle for the half time break it's been uh, a pulsating one certainly the first quarter of was. drills in across headed away by Ennis but it'll drop to Mametti Mametti takes the shot over the bar oh the, the referee is saying that uh, got a touch on that. goes across Clayton once more, Dobson in support in the centre circle he looks to get it across to Raksaki good control from Raksaki, goes past Jakobsen, into the penalty area he goes Raksaki back to Fraser can he shoot, oh, takes a huge deflection scoops up in the air and the keeper can claim it the deflection off of Mawson was so important that was goal bound I think from Fraser but lovely move Fraser can bring it away but there's the final whistle it's ended all square here at Adams Park. There you go then, the highlights from Charlton TV. Thanks as always uh, to you for that, Terry. Um, yeah, so we, we were saying before, I don't know how to assess our overall performance because in, I agree, I thought we started reasonably brightly, fell behind, 
Um, and then once we got level, I thought Wickham, Wickham largely controlled that first half. And, and so there was the benefit that after, after half time, I thought we, we negated their threat pretty much. They had one good chance at the start of the second half. But I, I just don't know if, if we carried enough of a threat throughout the 90 minutes. And, you know, the, the fact that we only managed to muster two shots on target probably speaks to that as well. But for it's probably the second game in a row now where we've enjoyed a fair bit of possession in the league I'm talking obviously the draw with Cambridge last week and not not in my opinion had enough to show for it and considering this is coming those two have come on the back of that 5-1 win against Plymouth I'm starting to wonder which one of these types of performance is us and which one is the outlier yeah I think you have to again balance it slightly I think Uh, I I agreed with what you said about how the game panned out as well by the way but um, I think the end of the first half was the reason for the second half. I think not. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't one-sided game for either side, and they dominated for uh, probably about half an hour after we after that early start. We scored. We got the equaliser, and then they they dominated us. But the last five minutes or so of that first half, we sort of came back into it and started posing a threat and started attacking down the wide areas, uh, and I think that shook them a little bit. And the second half, they're they're too. Um, they're not wing backs, but they're left and, and right backs. Didn't go forward nearly as much uh, in the second half because they realised the threat we carried on both wings. I think, um, especially at the end of that first half. So I think that um, that I think is a good sign for us because other other teams clearly are worried about that, and that stopped them being as much of a threat. And they sort of threw the kitchen sink in the last five minutes, but that was more um, a bit of a panic thing, I think, but rather than a design thing. And they made three or four changes, but um, yeah, so. I, I think we might have to get used to that, though, Louis. I think um, you know, dominating games possession-wise, I think is something we'll do a lot of. Not always, but I think we'll do a lot of. Uh, mainly, though, it's it's across the back and through, you know, across the middle a little bit. So it doesn't tell us t- the whole story. But um, I agree with you. I think we didn't trouble the keeper enough. I think that's that's fair, and I think it's accurate. Um, but is that our fault, or is that because uh, you know Wickham are a good side, and when? We have to look at it over a course of, I think, more than two or three games. Um, what are we, only six games in now? I can't remember. <laughs> um, so I think the better picture will come when we've played you know, a few more sides, sides that maybe aren't capable of doing what Wickham and Cambridge did, for example. Mm. Yeah, and in particular, you know, Wickham did pose their own threat in the first half. Um, it started with the goal, and again, it did probably come a little bit against the run of play. But I mean, that Gareth McCleary still bloody going, isn't he? I mean, I've, I've always spoken about how I, I was watching him down at Bromley when he was about sixteen, um, and he's, I think he's thirty-five now, and he, he still he still poses such a threat. And he probably had the beating of Albie a little bit too easily there, um, and got the ball in. And I don't think there's a lot that Wallacott could have done about Mametti's finish. But again, I guess Ben might wonder if we could have got a little bit tighter to the to the goal scorer as well. Yeah, I think, um, and you're right about, about uh, McCleary, by the way, and he runs into the channel so well, and that's something that he does um, uh, consistently, uh, and def- it gives defenders problems because they don't know whether to go with him all the time, they don't know, you know, because he pops up on both sides. I mean, he pretty much plays up top on his own, um, with with two behind that support uh, very quickly, of course, but, um, and so I think that caught us out. I mean, Albie shouldn't have been the guy that was with him for a start, it should have been somebody else. Um, a, a natural defender, maybe, uh, and uh, and he got his cross in, and then um, I think it's I think it's probably the one thing Ben Garner will look at, and I think it's not the first time it's happened this season, where we've switched off momentarily, 
and you can't allow McCleary to get their cross in for a start. Uh, and if he does, you can't allow somebody like Mometi uh, or whoever to approach or to reach the edge of the six-shot box uh, without anybody near him. And that's what happened. And uh, it was the only. It was the first time it happened. I don't think it really happened again, by the way. Without, uh, uh, I think George Dobson took it upon himself pretty much to throw himself in front of every every potential shot that was coming because he was huge after that. But yeah, I mean, I think Ben Garner will certainly look at that and think that's something we we really need to cut out. Mm. But you know, over the course of ninety minutes, um, can you stop yourself switching off? I don't know. Is it possible? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done it so far this season. So we we haven't we've only kept one clean sheet so far this season. That was against Derby, and that was uh, the, the dirtiest of clean sheets, if you will, because they were they they had a lot of chances in that game. So I mean, it, it's sort of what we expected, you know. This this season, with a lot was spoken about how Ben Garner's side were were free scoring, but certainly weren't the most sound defensively in 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 the top ten or eleven in in League Two last season. So I guess that sort of comes with the territory of how we want to play, but. If we can tighten up a little bit, if we can make sure there's that there's not those moments where you switch off. I mean that that's that's what promotion seasons are based on. You know, we had we had so many clean sheets in that season under power, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you put it again, it's maybe slightly into perspective, and I know it's going to sound like I'm uh, totally rose tinted, and that's not the case. But if you look at our stats, I think it was nine shots and two on target, which you know, you, and you said yourself, we didn't work their keeper enough. I said it, you did, we didn't. Uh, but the ratio of nine. Uh, shots and two on target if you compare that to the home side uh, they had something you know into double fit there's 16 15 16 shots and only four on target so um that wasn't great either so neither neither keeper i mean well i had to make a couple of really good saves but neither keeper really tested um extensively i didn't think so it was that type of game where it was a midfield battle mostly yeah, certainly. Um, we've got to talk about our goal then, the man of the moment, really. The only man who feels like he, he really, really has that spark for us at the moment. There's other players who, who can turn it on here and there, but, I mean, Raksaki, what a find from, uh, from the Chelsea youth system that was. Um, you know, I know they farmed him out uh, somewhere else after that, but um, you, you have to take your hat off to Chelsea for that, for that um, the, how, how, how well they've nurtured him. And I refuse to oh. give anyone else any credit. <laughs> Absolutely not. It, it, you know, um, you get to see why. I mean, Ben Garner said a couple of weeks back that he'd been pursuing him for a, for a year, uh, even when he was at Swindon. So, and, and you can see why now. There was. Uh, I was talking about it yesterday. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it to you or not, Louis, yet before the game, or uh, even after the game. Um, there was a, a moment at uh, a warm-up against before the Walsall game. And the players who weren't in the, in the starting eleven were by the touchline. There was about six of them playing this keep ball thing. One in the middle, five players around, constantly trying to pass it to each other to try and stop the guy in the middle getting the ball. He went on for about a quarter of an hour, this. And um, every player had a turn in the middle, except for Raksaki. His foot movement and foot speed to control the ball and then get rid and, and get it past the person, the player who was trying to get the ball off him, was just phenomenal. And I'm, I was almost watching it with my jaw on the floor, just just how quick he was. He did exactly that yesterday um, in the second half when he had three um, Wigan, Wigan players around him and by the touchline. And how he managed to get past them, you know, you just think, how did you do that? And then he went on a run and beat another six or seven. <laughs> yeah, that was, that got, was the best thing about that tackled. moment. It's like, after that skill, I, I would have just fed the ball away and gone off to celebrate with the fans. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he actually had the pace and, and the uh, the stamina to continue the run, and, and it just couldn't work a shot on the end. And I mean, he showed exactly that close footwork with a goal. You know, it, how old is he? 19, I think? Yeah. Like, how, how many 19-year-olds wouldn't 
drop, let the ball drop in that situation and just absolutely try and hammer it first time before they get closed down. He had that composure to, to create the space, to, to turn a, a good chance into a chance that he couldn't miss. Yeah, I mean, I think I said on comms, you know, how many... Well, I, I can't really name too many players who wouldn't have just tried to hit it first time with the left foot because that's where the space was. You'd think it's got to be a first-time shot because you've got the opportunity, the goal's there, uh, and uh, all you've got to do is beat the keeper. But he knows he can shoot better with his right, and uh, he, he saw a player coming to what you know, lunging in that could possibly block it, and he just sold him, sold him the dummy, and just went the other way. And the shot when it finally came off wasn't, you know, wasn't a, a, like a toe poke; it was an absolute thunderbolt. It did take a slight deflection, but I think it was going in anyway. And I don't mm, think the keeper yeah. was getting anywhere near it. It was just a, a piece of magic that defies how old he is. Yeah, I mean, we probably need to talk about the fact that so in that second half, I felt he was our only outlet. Now, um, you know, he, he he played a big part in that in that chance for Scott Fraser that saw his shot blocked, and we'll talk a bit more about that later because Ben Garner had some question marks over uh, over something that happened in the middle at that point. But as good as he was, and he was good, it, it, it does concern me that I felt like and I know Kirk got the assist in the first half. You know, I know Fraser had that shot, but I just feel like he was the only one who had the ability to create something out of nothing. Which sometimes we are going to need this season when, when, when teams are defending well. Um, you know, and, and we know that Wickham probably did that in spells yesterday. Um, and, and that was that was I think that was probably why I felt flat because it didn't feel like anyone other than him could make something happen. And obviously that, he's a youngster; he's not going to be consistent every game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think um, again, I might have said it to you yesterday that um, you're just wanting Corey Blackett Taylor to come back and fit, and so they both can play on the same side, and we'd have a, a, a huge threat from both sides. And then then opposition defences don't know which way to go because you know when you've only really got a threat one side. And that's, I'm not saying anything against uh, Kirk, by the way. I thought he did okay yesterday. But um, clearly doesn't carry the same uh, same threat as Raksaki. Blackett-Taylor does, mainly because of his raw speed, if nothing else. Uh, so when you've got threats both sides, what you sometimes saw yesterday was Wickham were able to double, sometimes treble up on, on Raksaki, which which they wouldn't be able to do if we could switch, switch wings and have that threat and the pace on both sides. So... Um, I mean, they were probably played together now. Both have a mare, but um, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and uh, and then I think we really will start testing the opposition teams who uh, who will look at you know they'll look at recordings. Uh, they have analysts and all managers do. They will examine your opposition and they'll see where our threat is and try and negate that. And I think they did that to a certain extent in the second half. They stopped. They tried to stop us going as wide as, as we wanted to go, uh, and you can understand why. And mm. so it became just a midfield slog after that a little bit, but um, but yeah, I, th- I think um, you know we've got a talent. Let's uh, let's exploit it as much as we can and enjoy it. Yeah, until, until he inevitably gets uh, recalled in January, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, there was a lull in the second half. Like I say, but they, their 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 chance that was a good save from Willowcott was sort of early early doors. Mehmet um, Mehmeti cutting inside and, and there's a good tip over from Wallacott and then like I said we had our one with Fraser but it, it, did, it did feel like it petered out a bit in the end as well again that probably plays a, a bit of a, of a role in me coming away from that feeling a bit Meh, I got a bit bored after 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 the hour mark I think they were a bit knackered as well if you look I mean the, the pace especially in the first half and at times in the second not totally but at times in the second was 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 quite high I mean they, 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 they was, it was end to end at times uh, in, in, in patches and obviously it was a hot day, and I think um, I think they might have played a part as well because they, you know, quite both sides looked uh, looked spent, a spent force, you know, with with ten minutes to go, and uh, the changes helped um, 
Wickham probably slightly more than they they helped us because then they threw the kitchen sink for the last couple of minutes to try and get the winner. But um, yeah, I, I just think I'm not so not so down on it. To be fair, I mean probably because after what happened last season on the way to the game, I was thinking I'd take a point actually. Um, I, I sort of did that for Sheffield Wednesday as well, but then came away from that game thinking we should have won that. <laughs> but yesterday, I thought the draw was probably right. Yeah. Um, so the penalty shot, Ben Garner, we'll hear it in a, in a few moments' time. I spoke to him uh, after the game and he, he suggested that, so that move where Raksaki was down the right and he played it inside to Fraser, sort of off the ball, Jaden Stockley, he felt was was failed in, inside the area. So the ball actually never went anywhere near Jaden Stockley. So it does feel like one year you're very rarely going to get because um, referees don't tend to pick up on that sort of thing. I don't know if, you, if you've had a chance to see a back tail or if, if you have a view on whether that could have been a penalty. I haven't seen it back, but when I first saw it, I didn't realise, because we, we're quite a low um, low angle um, in, in the commentary positions. And so I, I saw the block, but I didn't see it in the area. I didn't see that Jaden was actually in the penalty area at the time. So I, I understand what Ben Garner's saying, but I think you're right. I think they're very rarely given in any part of the pitch, these blocks. And so, you know, funnily enough, I thought the, the more obvious one was the keeper when he wiped um, Jaden Stockley out. Uh, by the touch, you know, by the goal line, just to the left or to the right as we yeah, look at the goal. He gave the free kick the other and way. He gave a free kick the other way. <laughs> I mean, that's the one that really threw me because I thought, yeah. oh, when well, he's blown the whistle, is that a pen? Because yeah. the keeper just just completely wiped Stockley out, and uh, and how we give how we give a free kick the other way, I'm still not entirely sure. Yeah. I mean, it, w- it was a very interesting refereeing display from David Rock. <laughs> I think seven seven yellow cards for players, one for Ben Garner as well, and it didn't feel like a a game with that many yellow cards in it really at all. I think somebody had a word with him at half time because six of those came in the first half, and um, and, and we said on comms, uh, you know, it was we were almost doing a sweepstake as to who and at what time would get uh, would be the player getting sent off, and would there still be you know could end up being nine nine players aside by the end, because <laughs> we were convinced if he was carrying on, that um, that there's no way there can't be a red card here. I don't mm. know if somebody had a word with the referee at half time in in change room. Say, I think you'd be calm down here, <laughs> because. Yeah, yeah. Um, Exactly the same uh, tackles and uh, situations happened in the second half, and he didn't bring a card out. And you're thinking, well, why? I mean, I, I'm yeah. pleased he didn't, by the way. Don't get me wrong, but you just think, why be that strict and fussy in the first half and then let it go in the second? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the inconsistency was a bit baffling. I mean, the one person who has shown some consistency ever since, uh, uh, well, he, he he got left out of the of the team against Derby at the start obviously found himself back in the team after half an hour when Conor McGrand was got injured but George Dobson like he's, he's as I said to to Ben Garner yesterday he's playing now like someone who never wants to be left out of the side again <laughs> you do wonder because if you obviously when Nigel Atkins was manager Dobson didn't figure either so you do wonder maybe in training his attributes don't show do you know what I mean? Because he's all action. He's throwing himself in front of uh, footballs. He's making. You think he's you think he's a bit of a, a bit of a. Uh, oh, what's a nice phrase? To a bit of an idiot if he keeps flying into challenges well, in exactly. training like that and yeah, breaking exactly. our own team. <laughs> exactly that. So I'm wondering if that doesn't really show up in in training as much. And so when uh, when Ben Garner came in, he said, "Yeah, he's he's, a, he's got an engine. No problem. No question about it." But uh, I, I, you know, this is the way I want to play. So uh, I'll just play this side, and then. Um, by accident, uh, McGrandles gets injured. He comes on, and then uh, Ben Garner goes, "Ah, oh, now I see." Mm. I mean, there, <laughs> and, there's an uh, element of he's uh, undroppable. 
Yeah, I mean Ben's been Ben Ben had, had said about him improving his all round game. So I mean the only thing you can assume that means is he's either his positioning, which I don't think it can't be that because he's always in the right place at the right time. So therefore it must be his ability on the ball, passing it. I guess that must be the thing that, that Ben wants to see an improvement in. And again, he has suggested he, he feels like he's seen a bit of that now as well. Yeah, I, I think that's probably fair as well. I mean, he knows he's obviously worked with uh, McGrandles and a couple of the other midfield players, so he knows what he gets from from those players. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I guess if you were going to uh, pick holes, which which you don't really want to because um, Dobson's such a good player, uh, is to say, yeah, maybe his, his use of the ball once he's won it or... Uh, once he gets into position, isn't maybe as good as some of the other players, but what he brings to the side far outweighs that. I think personally, I mean, mm. maybe I'm biased, but I just think, I mean, yesterday he was just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, he certainly helped break up a lot of play in, in both halves. Really, um, Ryan Ennis going down. As we've been <laughs> expecting it at some point. He, he did try to continue, and actually, I thought when he came off, he didn't look to be moving too badly at all, and. We don't know what it is yet. Um, I did ask Ben. No answer as of yet. So, I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, it will highlight the fact that this is going to happen at some point, unfortunately. Yeah. So, we know we need we need backups in, in that position. Yeah, again, you've probably done a sweepstake as to when it was going to happen. But um, it wasn't uh, the injury that kept him out twice last season, though, which was his quad and his thigh, wasn't it? So, it was. Uh, it looked to me from, from the distance that it was an ankle issue because that's what he seemed to be. Uh, tweaking or the, the the physio was tweaking so hopefully it's just a bit of a twist or, or a, a strain that they didn't want to take a risk with um, fingers crossed of course but yeah I mean it's it's sad isn't it that uh, we we sort of expected it um, and uh, I'm sure there's be a lot of um, statements to that effect from fans as well mm, because yeah. um, he's not the luckiest of fellas with with injuries but fingers crossed it's only a, a minor thing but the good thing that we do have covering in Sam Lavelle who came on I thought did really well yeah, yeah, yeah. He did okay. I mean, the fans just uh, I thought were superb. You know, it's, it's a good away end at Wickham, like quite a low roof. You can get, you can get in noise, and obviously we travel well there, sixteen hundred um, throughout the game. Uh, they, they were greeted before kick off by owner Thomas Sangard. He seemed, he seemed to be dragged over there or taken over there by Rob Kuig, the um, the, uh, the the Wickham owner. I, I can't for the life of me worked out what they thought they were doing. <laughs> Well, I didn't see him go over, so I assumed, and, and people will tell me if I'm wrong, of course, because yeah. the entrance to where we were and where the um, ch- tunnel, players' tunnel is, uh, is to the left, right by where the away end is. Um, so I don't know whether he came in that way with the um, owner of Wickham, who's also American, I think, or he's American. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if he... My assumption was that they came in that way, which is why they were by the Charlton fans, and that's the opportunity he had to, to say hello and, and wave to him. Uh, I didn't know and, until you just said it that, that he actually went from the middle and out there. Which um, Yeah, so I, I assumed he'd come from the other side because that was the only way I could get my head around it. Is what, why on earth is he standing in front of the away fans waving at the moment as if we're 10 points clear at the top of the league? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got no problem with him waving. It's very nice. Nice thing to do. But, uh, yeah, it does seem strange that, that if he... if I mean, so I don't know because I didn't see it, but if he did actually walk across it, I'd do it. Well, you know. Uh, and then and then he was fist-pumping all the players as they come out of the tunnel as well, which um, which is a nice touch, but, and all the players seem happy to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I, somebody will have to tell me if that was, you know, if he actually physically went across there to do it, which, uh, yeah. which, is, which, is, which is funny. Yeah, no, yeah. Fun, funny is the right word I'd use for that. Right. Let's hear from Ben Garner, shall we? One, one other funny thing that happened with Ben Garner. I don't know if you, I don't think you were part of our little huddle, Terry, but um, there was there was a few of us doing the interview, and afterwards, the, the, the last kid that asked a couple of questions, um, 
uh, after the interview, he said, oh, Ben, I don't know if you remember, he used to teach me at a certain school. I think, I don't know if Ben was a teacher or a, a PE teacher <laughs> or something. But he was like, yeah, I thought I recognised you from somewhere. You just <laughs> so imagine quite... if he said, yeah, you gave me the cane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was a quite a nice moment. But anyway, I did speak to the uh, addict's boss after yesterday's draw uh, over at Wickham. I asked him uh, if he felt, in the grand scheme of things, uh, that it was a good point. Yeah, I think, it's, it, listen, it's a difficult place to come. I think anyone coming here in League One this season will, will, will be happy with a point. But it wasn't just a point where, um, you know, we weren't looking like winning it. We were looking like winning it. We looked strong in the closing stages. Thought we were a really good second half. I was really proud of the players. Thought they were excellent to, to stand up to, to how we can play. But then, most importantly, showed a bravery to, to play how we play. Was really really pleasing. Yeah, I guess um, Raksaki in particular, like the man who might make something happen in that second period. Yeah, he uh, wonderful goal, and like you say, several moments second half where he does unbelievably well and. Uh, uh, you know, he, he done well to come off off the pitch with his shirt still on because it was being grabbed constantly um, every time he went past people. And they're not sometimes fouls that stop him, but they slow him. And um, it makes a difference. But, yeah, he's got wonderful talent. He's only going to get better and better for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in that second half, do you feel your side created enough to, to win the game? It felt like it was only Jesse looked yeah. like he was the, the man likely to do that. I think we created enough positions to win the game. And then it was just the final third. We, we, we needed to be a little bit better. But that's an ongoing process. We're still very early days here. And we're working it through the thirds well. And we're getting there regularly. We just need to make better decisions, better execution in that final third. Um, and we'll score more goals for sure. Yeah, what do you think will be the catalyst for those better decisions to be made in that final third? Time on the training ground. There's no, uh, there's no shortcut unless there's 20 million to spend this week, and <laughs> you know you can go and bring in a, a, a couple of players that make a real difference. It's work on the training ground. It's time. It's time, and uh, it, it's nothing other than time and hard work. Yeah, I thought it was a great reaction in the second half because after the two goals, I thought we can probably edge that first half, and you yeah. played your way back into it. Yeah, I thought first half up until their goal, ironically, I thought we were excellent. I thought we'd started the game really well. They score, we react brilliantly, um, and then unfortunately, I, I, I thought the game was spoiled by by one person in the middle for both sides. I thought Wickham played really well. We're really good at what they do. I thought we played well. And there were some weird and wonderful decisions out there that affected the game. You're getting a collection of cards already this, this stage of the season. You got one today. What was that for? Uh, well, he, George got kicked in the head, and I was saying he's been kicked in the head, and uh, he took that as dissent. So that isn't. Hopefully, I'll get off that one. Um, but he, I just felt the end of the half allowed them to build momentum because he missed so many fouls. They were coming through the back of us constantly. Um, they then get the ball. They then got the foul. It's then in our box. That allows them to build momentum. We managed that better second half. Um, we were much better with the ball and there's key decisions wrong again I mean the, you've watched the game the one he gives a free kick on Scott Fraser the one Jaden Stockley on the goalkeeper at the end and when Scott Fraser has the shot blocked just before it Jaden Stockley's wrong side of the defender and the defender just trips him up it's a, it's a penalty and again it's been missed it's gone against us um, but I don't want that to detract from our players today because I thought they were outstanding yeah I'm going to nick a question I heard Phil ask Gareth but um they say that you're often very vulnerable when, when you've just conceded. So is that something that Charlton looked yeah. to, to sort of take advantage of today? I think you, you just want to react. You know, we were very unfortunate to go behind at that stage. We started really well. And it's a really strong dressing room in there. They're coming closer and closer together. They're a fantastic group. I really enjoy working with them day in, day out. Uh, and that was team spirit and quality, you know, to get that goal back. And we're straight back in the game. 
and second half I thought we were much the better side yeah, When you needed Jojo in that first half as well he stood up that double yeah. save not long after the, the goals Yeah one of Jojo's strengths is he's got fantastic concentration so when he's busy you know he's, he's, he's good but he can also go 30-40 minutes doing nothing and then he's, he makes a save or he distributes the ball properly he's a really strong mentality and got great concentration which is a huge strength of his I think George Dobson lost his starting place in the second game of the season he's playing like somebody who doesn't want to lose it again He's been outstanding um, since then and uh, you know, that was a tactical decision on the day. He ended up coming on in the game. Um, the biggest compliment I can give George is how hard he's worked to improve areas of his game. He wants to learn, he wants to improve, he wants to add other attributes to his game. And I think he's become a lot more complete over the, over the last several weeks. And I expect him to keep doing that with the attitude that he's got. How's um, Ryan had to be withdrawn in the second half? Yeah, I don't know yet. That's being assessed. Um, we, you know, he tried carrying on and couldn't. So the medical team are now looking at that. Any, any indication roughly what it is? Or, no, I've uh, no idea. I've no yeah. idea. No, I've not spoke to them yet. I was concentrating on the game. Um, and then we're, we're, we'll see how that is over the next 24 to 48 hours. Cool. Again, I know you get bored of this question during the transfer window. Just any updates you want to, you want to give fans at this moment in time? Any no, movement anywhere? No, not at the moment. Um, so we, we'll see what happens this week. We'll be on our toes. We'll be ready. Hopefully we can, we can finish with a... Uh, a little bit more depth and balance to our squad. Yeah, a lot of work to do this week as well. I guess you're, you're going to be spending a lot of hours on the training ground then afterwards as well to try and, to try and get bodies in. Yeah, and plus we've got the game Wednesday, so it's it's a busy week, that's for sure. Um, I always quite enjoy the week after the transfer window because sort of 20% of things I have to do go away and uh, <laughs> it gives me a rest till January on certain things. But um, that'd be a busy week. We, we, we'll work hard in the week. We'll prepare for the Gillingham game and then obviously we look ahead to the, to the Bolton game on top of the transfer work yeah I mean just having the game on is it the night before the, the transfer window I think I mean yeah. is that a hindrance trying to have one on the actual night last year and we lost a striker sort of carelessly no it, it makes no difference because uh, you know there's nothing I can do on, on, on that day so um, uh, Steve and the recruitment team will, will be working hard on anything that we are trying to do and um, if we do need to get anything done or we can get anything done we'll, we'll be doing our doing our best to do so Ben, uh, just wanted to uh, ask you a question about the relationship between Charlie Kirk and Charles Clayden because I, f- I always feel Charlie Kirk is at his best when he's got a partnership with a left back, which he did with Harry Pickering at Crew. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a relationship forming between those two? Yeah, very much so. I think uh, I think it's a good assessment. I thought Charlie at Crew, him and Harry Pickering dovetail beautifully on that left side, and, um, and I think with Charles with his pace and his enthusiasm to get forward. Um, they're combining really well and they're both getting better you know that's only Charles's third uh, league game third league start um, and he's growing with every game he's doing great and Kirky the same I think he's a player that has come on leaps and bounds in the last two three weeks and hopefully he'll continue to do so because wonderful ability he has fantastic moments in the game today Um, but he's also a really good team player and he works really hard for the side Wonderful, thank you, Ben. No problem. Um, just one for me, Ben. Um, obviously, you know, incredible way following. You've yeah. spoken about how important that's going to be this season. What did it mean to you and the players today? Everything. They were they were fantastic again, and um, as always, I thank every single one that, that made the journey to come here. I think uh, the noise that was created certainly helped the team. It really did, um, and I, I'm getting a nice feeling of unity now between um, the group and, and the away supporters and, and at home. So that's something we want to we want to grow. We want to try and um, align this football club again and, and get everyone pulling in the same direction and be excited for the future. I think we're putting decent foundations in place, but all of us, supporters, me, everyone at the club, we all want to get better and improve. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! There we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show. It's uh, Louis Mendes and Terry Smith looking back at the one-all draw uh, with Wickham Wanderers. Just before the break there, we heard um, from Ben Garner. Now, I, I did say in the interview that I was totally nicking someone else's question, but while, while we were waiting for Ben to come out, uh, Phil Catchball, who was on the, the show on Thursday as our Wickham correspondent, uh, he was interviewing Gareth Ainsworth, and, and he asked what I thought was a, a really interesting question, so I asked it to Ben as well, which is some people say you're never more vulnerable than when you've just scored. So why is that, and, and did we take advantage of something there? I mean, have, have you ever been able to understand that? I mean, I, I've always found Charlton vulnerable for 90 minutes, so I don't know if that, <laughs> yeah. if, if that, if that counts, but have you, do you have a view on that? Um, I think it, it's yeah. I don't know. It's an old wives' tone, something that's grown out of, uh, of uh, because it does happen a lot. Um, and I, I think there probably is a case for it. You, you relax slightly. You go one up, and maybe if you're dominating, you think, well, this is going to be a walk in the park. Now we're going to go on from here, and you let your guard down a little bit. There must be something in it because it does happen a lot. Um, so that's the only thing I can think of. Is uh, I don't ever remember when I played doing that. I have to be honest. I was always pumped after we if we ever scored and took the lead. I was I was always like, yes, let's go. But there must be something in it because it does happen, and uh, maybe it's just this. Well, right, we've scored now. We're going to go on from here. Let's just uh, let's just relax, and, uh, and and it'll come, and then you get <laughs> then you get the sucker punch. So, yeah, it's clearly a thing because it does happen. Mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, it certainly happened uh, yesterday, and we took full uh, advantage of it. I mean, he, he he is honest about the fact that we're not creating enough chances yet. I asked him. Um, I'm trying to come up with different ways to ask the same question, basically. It's like, do we need another striker? I said, what do you think will be the catalyst to become more potent in the final third? And is isn't necessarily just a striker, but, you know, a lot of people are saying, still, is Jaden right for this system? I thought he's played well in certain games. I thought yesterday he was a nuisance. He could have had a, two penalties, apparently. Um, he had a couple of headers that, he, he, unfortunately, I don't think he worked the goalkeeper with. They weren't necessarily easy chances, but... Ben, ben said, unless we have 20 million to go out and, and buy two two players who will make a massive difference, it's going to be work on the training ground that's going to fix that. So it, it is that there has been a lot of expectation management about if there is going to be reinforcements in that area. Yeah, I mean, I th- I'd say, and I think I've said it before, I think I said it last week on this show, um, I don't see a replacement for Jaden Stockley being the answer. I, I think um, 
the balls into him yesterday weren't the best, by the way. I think uh, there was one uh, lovely cross from Kirk, but it was just too high. Had it been two, three inches lower, then he'd have been able to get his head over it and he would have worked the keeper or at least gone close to it. As as we saw in the Plymouth game, you know, you get you give the ball to him in the right areas and, and he'll work the keeper. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to score because he didn't uh, he didn't do it against Plymouth. But I I just think um, you know we've we've got to get the balls in the right areas for a start. And I think you know Raksaki's uh, as good as he is uh, in wide areas. You wouldn't necessarily say he's the best crosser of the ball. Kirk probably is our best uh, crosser of the ball. Um, and but sometimes he you know frustratingly cuts back inside probably because he's right footed um, and he's playing on the left and and then doesn't deliver the cross. They did against Plymouth, and we did against Plymouth, and I think that's the bit that needs to be worked on. I think Ben agrees with that, and I think uh, we can all see it. Would replacing Stockley make any difference to that? I'm not sure. Um, you know, if, if you don't get the ball in there enough, then how many strikers are going to score? You've got to give them the chance in the first place. Mm. And he does. I think he is required to come a little bit deep in this formation as well, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I, I always come back to that Sheffield Wednesday game where he was doing that and we were getting more men up the pitch because he was holding it up. And as soon as he went off, we stopped doing that. So, yeah, there's a debate for and against. Right, uh, Natalie, I, I did put on to Twitter uh, asking uh, what people think we need to do to create more chances. Natalie said there's only one thing to say and we all know it. Uh, we need a pacey striker. That aside, though, uh, I enjoyed my first away game of the season. George uh, said it was a decent result yesterday, bearing in mind uh, we lost twice against Wickham uh, last year. We're definitely improving. And what about that uh, uh, Jez Raksaki goal? The chop and the finish is exactly uh, what we signed him for. Love the pod, boys. Uh, keep it up. Yeah, cheers, George. Now, Lucas says, uh, mate, people were jumping onto each other and hurting each other when Cholton scored. Me and my dad uh, had to move during the first half because we didn't uh, want to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, it started a bit of a debate, actually. When Alex says, um, you know, it wasn't a constant thing. Only when we scored, what do you think the club can do about it? Uh, Rob said, uh, you have your choice. You can sit, stand at the sides or the front where it's less boisterous. If you're in the middle uh, amongst the younger fans, and this is likely to happen at any ground in the last 40 years, an away game is not going to be like sitting uh, in the West Stand. I mean, it's uh, some, something you learn over the years for an away game is know, know which part, which crowd you want to be in. Now, I, I, I know where I wanted to be in when I was at an away game, but then I was younger then. So uh, may, maybe... If you're not if you're not up for that, then obviously there there are better places to sit, I guess. Yeah, you and me in the Bovril corner. That's basically where we are. <laughs> <aren't we? laughs> no, I think actually it's a it's a it's a valid point. Up, you know, but it is something that's um, uh, happened throughout my footballing life that uh, you know you go in the way end, especially in the way end. Uh, and um, you're going to be crowd surfing at points if we if we're playing well, and you're going to get. I mean, I've lost lost count of the amount of times I took like chunks out of my shin on the seat in front. Uh, of course, back <clears throat> back when I was that much younger, there were no seats, of course. But mm. and uh, and that's the issue. I think one of the things that would stop that um, is this safe standing thing. Now, I don't. I, I'm with you know some of the fans who like the whole jumping up and down on each other and and falling falling over is part of the experience. Um, so I think safe standing is one thing, but what that will do is stop that, unfortunately, because there'll be all those barriers in front of everybody. Now you mm. can do it to the side, but you won't be able to do it to the front, and that might take some of the um, some of the atmosphere away from grounds as well. So, yeah, it's a tough one to call. I, I get that, and I think you're right. I think um, it's just knowing where to be and yeah. to try and uh, but, keep out of that. There probably is a little bit of an element, and I'm not saying us, but I'm just saying in football at the moment that a little bit of of the limbs you see these days are a bit manufactured for social yeah. media as well. I mean, there was I come across a video of some MK Dons fans celebrating 
like a a completely like boring goal, like a one-all goal or something in the first half, and throwing themselves over each other. So that's not if you're a real football fan, you don't do that because you've got swept up in a, a goal. I mean, if you want to see proper limbs, you just got to go back to Leeburn's goal at, at Accrington. <laughs> And no, no, whether you wanted to be involved in them or not, everyone was doing it because that was natural because it was a last-minute on-paper winner. Uh, I'd, I'd suggest they're the best limbs we've, we've seen from a Charlton crowd in a long time. Right, Alan um, says, uh, uh, probably taken a point before the game, uh, but they were there for the taking with some injury problems. So disappointed not to get free, but we can't finish teams off a striker. Uh, and I think a, a central defender before Friday uh, or top 10 is all we can aim for uh, come the end of the season. It's over, to, it's over to Thomas now to give Ben the tools. I mean, that is, I mean that's a valid question. We, we'll talk about transfers um, now, Tell, I guess, because, it, because it's a, a good point there in Allens. I mean, I, I've said it for a couple of weeks now. I, I, I think there's something there if we get the bodies in to, to, to do what, what Ben wants to do. I think there's enough there we've seen so far this season to suggest if we can reinforce, then we, we could actually... Make make a go of it. I'm not. I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I'm saying make a push for the playoffs. I'm not even saying definite playoffs. I'm saying we can make a push for it if we stock the areas of the pitch that aren't stocked. So I mean, it's it would feel like a mistake and a waste of a season if we don't do it this year. I tend to agree. Um, I think uh, I'm not clever enough, and I don't know the ins and outs of how it works to to know the specific reason um, why it may or may not happen. Um, it could be, uh, as as people say, it could be that uh, you know the um, the owner just doesn't want to spend that sort of money. Uh, it could be that. It could be that uh, we've got the limit in our um, in our squad because there are rules and regulations regarding squad limits and how much money you 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 pay out compared to turnover and all this sort of stuff. It could be that we've got our, you know we've reached our ceiling in terms of the players we have and the amount of money we're spending on each player per week or however it works. It could be, therefore, that we need players to go out before we can bring players in because of that, because we need to balance the, uh, the, the books in terms of what the EFL are expecting us to have. So it may be that's why Ben Garner's hands are tied, that, that um, he wants to bring players in, but he's got, uh, he's got to be relatively careful because um, that means uh, if he brings too many in, it, we go above the level that we're allowed to go. I don't know. I have no idea because you're right, and I think everybody's right, and everybody can see it, that we're probably at least a couple of players short of mm. um, either a top six side or even a top two side. So mm. I 100% agree. I just don't know the real reason why that's not happening. Um, and, you know, we could be lucky because I think a lot of the teams that do go up in the top two certainly tend to be the luckiest teams through the season with injuries. And, uh, and they maintain the sort of the same starting 11 for a, a large percentage of the season. If we're lucky and we can do that, then I think we've got a chance, even if uh, we don't bring anybody in. But I think I'm with you. I think in a perfect world, we bring a couple of players in. Um, and But I do think it might need for players to go out before that can happen. That's the way, I mean, that's the way I'm thinking, because mm. I think um, I can't see any other reason why that wouldn't happen. Yeah, well, we're hoping, hopefully see some... Uh movement this week obviously transfer deadline day is coming up on Thursday which will make for an interesting Thursday pod because it'll be out of date before I've even pressed send on it but there we go <laughs> right Ben uh, Ben says a well-deserved draw overall I think we struggled to create from the midfield because uh, they contained us quite well I feel if we had Corey uh, as an option we would have won the game uh, with his pace uh, and his dribbling yeah agrees with what you said earlier tell there right um a couple more DMs as well no fans bar today uh, by the way because uh, uh like Lewis and Ben and all, all of those uh, guys who can go and get the fans bar for us after 
uh, unfortunately weren't able to go yesterday. It was only me and Tell, and I did ask Tell, but what, what was it, Tell? You refused to speak to the general public, I think you said. That, that wasn't quite the statement I used, no. <laughs> I think you just didn't want to have to go outside when we were sitting down uh, well, enjoying the sun, the, really. One, yeah, well, there is that as well, but one one been clambering over all the, seat, the, the, the press seats to get out in the first place, because uh, I was jammed in. Uh, and secondly, I just spent um, 90 minutes waffling away as it was, so I wanted to give me throat arrest. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Danny Sender was good, by the way. I thought listening. Oh, yeah, great. A, a, real, a real good insight. Yeah, really, real good insight. Great to hear from him. Uh, right, Phil says, Hi, guys. I went to the game yesterday. I thought a draw was a fair result. Uh, talking to some Wickham fans on the walk back, none of us thought either side were good enough for straight promotion, outside chances uh, of playoffs, possibly. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, Phil. Uh, Garner said, uh, can say what he wants, but Stockley is so wrong for this way of playing. If he's not winning the ball with his head, he's too slow and ponderous. He was awful yesterday. Uh, going to be an interesting week ahead. Fingers crossed for a couple of new signers yeah James Stockley certainly in the in the firing line uh, at the moment um, Alan uh, says that strikers are required immediately and never in our history after being relegated to the third tier have we languished for a fourth year uh, so you'll be infamous Thomas a time to invest uh, in the squad please uh, and then the fans will come back right Stephen says uh, if Charlton was a song it would be a we're on the way to nowhere <laughs> uh, I like that song uh, being disappointed with this style of football apart from Plymouth it's, uh, it seems we have another stubborn Carl Robinson well that's interesting so we had that, and we had a couple of emails in midweek Terry about the style um, a couple of fans finding it a bit I don't know ponderous but th- I mean this is exactly what Ben Garner told us to expect after that Swansea game it says we will play a certain way uh, Further down the line, it may it may become a question as of well, do we need to have a plan B or something or, or an option? But as it stands, you know, Ben Ben is really insistent that this is how we're going to play, and it has at times played dividends this season. If if we had perhaps you know a bit better finishing at times, then, then maybe we'd feel a bit better about it. Yeah, I get it from previous years. This at the moment, I'm not sure I understand that because what is then the plan B? What is people's idea of what Plan B is? Because get it pumped up, Twitch. Well, yeah, but we do that. But we tend to do it crossfield rather than straight up. But we do it. I mean, we. I, I don't think anybody can say we we don't do that. Um, but then the problem with that is if if you re- try and resort to a Plan B, then you've got to take off the likes of Raksaki and uh, uh, and Kirk and maybe uh, one midfield player to then put two up front, maybe three up front, who are all units who can win the ball in the air, uh, and then you know. When you're playing somebody like Wickham, had two uh, huge centre halves yesterday, Mawson and uh, I'm trying to think, the Farino, isn't it? Um, and uh, they gave um, they gave Stockley a hard time because they were they're, they're two physical units. So I, don't, I really don't understand what Plan B is actually, um, and I don't think I think there are teams out there that can that can stifle Plan B, whatever it might be anyway. But um, and if Plan A, I think I think it's worked up to a point. Um, I think. Um, Everybody's right, I think, that, and we've said it just now, that we're a couple of players short, perhaps, to, for, for that to work perfectly. Um, so maybe if we don't get those players in, there might be a, a shift in, in how we play at times. I don't know, we'll see. But mm-hmm. I quite like the football we're playing. I think when it falls down a little bit, and I think that happened in the first half, and that's more possibly down to the opposition than us, um, we uh, we do it too slowly. We do we you know we pass it across the back and we and we try and go through the what do they call it now? I hate the phrase by the way. Is it phases? I can't remember. There's a, yeah. there's a word that they use um, that I don't grasp. But the um, we do it a little bit ponderously, uh, and that's I think when it becomes a little bit looks a little bit dull. When we do it at speed, which I think we came out in the second half and did, which is why I think we we controlled the game a little bit more in the second half. I think we look a really good side and. Uh, 
Um, yeah, again, I, I know I'm going to sound like I'm too rose-tinted here, but um, I'm, I think because I'm intrigued to see how this pans out, I think more than any other season uh, in, in recent memory, um, I think I'm looking forward to what, watching us play football uh, and seeing yeah. how, we, how we do it. And I think that, that intrigues me. Whereas before, I've sometimes gone to games thinking, oh, God, you know, we're going to be really lucky to get something out of this. I think we've got a chance in every game we go into because of the way we're playing. Mm. Excellent stuff. Right, uh, Dom says, hi, guys. I've not seen it mentioned a lot, so I wanted to put some emphasis on how good Scott Fraser was. Always looked to, to go forward, got stuck in uh, when needed to. Not sure uh, why in a game uh, where we look so leggy, Garner decided not to use all his subs uh, with some fresh legs coming on in the 80th minute. We could have pinched it. Loving our playing style, though, this season. Love the pod as well. Keep up uh, the good work. That's uh, from Dom. Cheers, Dom. And then, uh, Liz, uh, it was a very hot game, uh, away game, after a slow journey to get there, uh, only to see a rather frustrating game. We couldn't really play the way we wanted to. Wickham played their style well. Raksaki was amazing. Uh, but what's happened to Jaden Stockley? He seemed out of place and a bit slower. He needs to challenge. Uh, he needs challenge from another striker. Still, it was a point. I'm not sure uh, we're top six material. Thanks for the good uh, the pod. As usual, fellas, always a good listen. Cheers, Liz. Thanks for your, your message as always uh, as well. Yeah, and, and uh, like I say, I think I agree with the... I just... I've, I'm concerned about the top six currently. You know, I feel like we're not a million miles off. But yeah, did you want to comment on Liz? Liz's well, I, uh, email. Yeah, I, I, I sort of. I, I, again, I understand where that where that comes from as well. But I mean, look at we've played so far this season. By the way, uh, we've played Cambridge, we played Derby, we played Plymouth, and we played Sheffield Wednesday, all of whom are in the places above us. So we've played some of the better sides so far in this division, uh, and uh, um, we're what we're eighth now currently. So. Um, you know, I think it, let's let's look at in another five or six games when we've played other teams. You know, we've got to go to Bolton on Saturday, and that's another tough one. And so um, the let's let's look at it after we've played Forest Green and we've played Burton and we've played a few. Do you know what I mean? So mm. you know, we've played some some of the tougher teams so far. I, I thought you know when I look at the fixture list, it was always going to be quite a, a tough start. So I'm not unhappy with that with 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 the total we've got, and I think. We should have got more, by the way. I think we should have beaten Accrington. Probably should have got something out of Sheffield Wednesday as well. Um, I thought yesterday was about right. So we could be four points better off, actually, if you look at it realistically. Um, and that, um, where does that put us up? That puts us third, doesn't it? I think second or third. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that will put us, yeah, second, uh, third, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not a million miles off. Right. Let's uh, turn our attention then to the big one. And we've already got that glamour tie against Stevenage in the League Cup to look forward to, but they don't come much bigger uh, than Gillingham at home in the Pepperoni Trophy uh, coming up on Tuesday. Now, I did ask uh, Ben Garner yesterday uh, what sort of team uh, we can expect. Uh, will it be a very similar one to the one we put out against Warsaw in the League Cup? Yeah, mixed. We'll, uh, there's players that I want to look at, there's players that need minutes. Um, and we obviously we want, we want to win the game. You know, it's not a, a, a giveaway game. Uh, there's the opportunity for a couple of the younger players that have been around us and trained regularly, um, that have impressed. Attitudes have been excellent, and uh, I look forward to those games. I, I enjoy them, and uh, you know, it's an opportunity for someone to announce himself or, or come from nowhere. And you, you know, you just think, wow, you know, I didn't see that, or there's attributes there we can work with. So. Um, yeah, it'd be a useful game in terms of minutes and for opportunities. Yeah, and how, how do you see the competition? I think Lee Bowyer once described it as a bit of a hindrance, but uh, we've had our record winning that competition. Quite a lot of our academy prospects have got their first goal in that competition. Is that you see it as an opportunity rather than a hindrance? Yeah, I see it as an opportunity for people to play. Um, 
yeah, they, they, like I say this week, we've got players that need minutes, so it's a perfect game, and we've got young players we want to give opportunities to and have a look at. So, um, from our point of view, it's a, it's a useful competition for us. And um, I think the the only my only gripe with it, if you like, is is the rule where you have to play a certain amount of players. You just just be free to pick who you want and play who you want. If you want to go all young and and play where you run in twenty months. For me, you should be able to do that like the Premier League clubs can. There we go, Ben Garner. I mean, obviously, speaking about the the positives of the competition, there are, and there are some. You know, we've actually had some pretty fun nights in it. Weirdly, like that eight 0 at Stevenage, I'll never forget the we beat Crawley six one or someone. Beat a couple of four yep. goal hauls recently as well. They, they, they do tend to be quite good nights, uh, bizarrely, because there's no pressure and, and we're both both sides play out bizarre teams, so you, you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think um, it's a much maligned one, this right, the Papa John's, isn't it? Um, and in some areas, quite rightly so. I think the the one thing that really irks me is uh, for, on this trophy is that you know the the you get the Premier League under twenty one sides coming in, or under twenty threes or whatever it is, uh, and they're allowed to play their kids um, from uh, from round one. You know, they get from the moment mm. they arrive. Whereas we get punished if we if we don't play. I think six or seven or eight of the team that started the week before and six of the ones that are likely to start the week after. Then that's not, how is that promoting the youth system? Bearing in mind, we're, what was it, the eighth best academy in the country? Uh, yet we're not allowed to throw, you know, to play our kids to give them the experience. So that just makes no sense to me at all and, and flies in the face of what the, the, the tournament was supposed to be. Having said that, as you're right, we've, we've had some good, 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 uh, good games in, in the trophy. So, um, uh, Gillingham, yeah, it could have been a little bit better. Of course it could. And uh, I don't think there'd be too many in the Valley watching it, I suspect. But um, I, I don't know what the fine is, to be honest. I'd like to know what the fine is for not playing a full-strength side. I've got a feeling, like, I, me- I remember us getting the fine a few years ago, and it was only something like three to five grand. I mean, I, I say only, I, mean, I, know, I know we're trying to cost-cut at the moment, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, personally, I can't imagine I, I, Tom... Yeah. I'd take that. I'd take the hit because <laughs> mm-hmm. we've got, uh, you know, we've got Bolton next week, and uh, with the injury situations that that can happen, I'd take the, the, the if it is three or five grand, I'd take that hit all day long yeah. personally. Especially with the game on the Wednesday instead of the Tuesday. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. entirely sure why actually, but we'll so see. Right, we've uh, come to the end of this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to everyone who's uh, tuned in. Uh, don't forget, we'll be back on Thursday. Then transfer deadline day, we'll have a, a bit of a special. See if we can uh, break any breaking stories. Uh, probably not. More likely, just be recording five minutes before something does break but there we go we'll, we'll, we'll discuss where we are uh, on Thursday so we look forward to that thanks uh, very much Terry for getting out your pit a bit earlier on a Sunday today cheers Luke loved it uh, good to speak to you I'm Louis Mendes and thanks for listening we shall see you again on Thursday
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.